Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. I love that Scott Santos is already giggling at the song. Have you never heard the, the theme song, Scott Santos? Hello, Scott? Wait, Adobe? Mm-hmm. I can't hear. I heard him a second ago. Now I can't hear him. Let's see. Hold on. It's a wait. Adobe. Let me. Oh, hold on. This one. Hey, Scott. Yes. Oh, I've got a bit of a buzz. Does everybody else have that buzz, or is that okay? Do you hear that well, buzz? There's a bit of a lag too. Oh, it's a bit of a lag. No, not anymore. Oh, Never mind. All right. <laughs> Okay. Hi. Hey, Patty. So so thank you for giggling at that. That's uh, Steve Goody with the original theme song for Driving at Home with me, Patty Vasquez. And he was going to be in studio doing some holiday music. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Scott, but we uh, are in a frozen tundra in Chicago. Negative, I believe about negative 30 and dropping a little bit. Just a little chilly. Holy Mary. Yeah. No, we just came back from a walk here in uh, uh, Alabama, and it is... uh, what is it? It is don't, eighteen. Don't, don't it's eighteen degrees in Alabama. It is. Ooh, is that the coldest you've had it down since you've moved back there? Yes, Ooh. yes. It's uh, re- reminding me of Chicago. <laughs> winds howling, faces freezing. Yeah. You talk back you can't move your cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> you went exactly. for a walk in eighteen. Well, I mean, look, I, I know that you both like to go for a little bit of a jaunt. Uh, yes. So, how long of a walk did you go in eighteen degree weather? Oh, we just did a couple miles. Nothing much. Just a couple miles. Just a couple, two, three. A couple, two, three yeah, miles. Just, uh, two trees. Two trees. <laughs> we are uh, chatting with uh, with Scott Stantis, political cartoonist. Uh, he, you can see his work in the Chicago Tribune as well as the Dallas Morning. Is that right? Morning. Yeah, Dallas Morning News. Excellent. And uh, yeah, and, so yeah, I'm syndicated in the comic strip Prickly City. It's all over. Can I? Can I? Can we just jump into something real quick? Absolutely. Please jump. Go. Because you just had, I was just listening in, obviously, to the broadcast and lead in in the uh, the, the the union moment, yes, uh, and saying that uh, union busting and stuff. And I, I gotta say, you know, they made, yeah, they said they made it illegal in the 1930s, but what they also made illegal was certain segments in the 40s, certain segments to go on strike. A friend of mine, we talked about this last time I was on your show, and a friend of mine works for the railroads, and. They're really getting screwed. The people who work for those, the scheduling particularly. The money's pretty good. Benefits, meh. But um, they wanted to go on strike uh, because the scheduling is really, really, really screwed up, Patty. And uh, both this White House and the Democratic Congress uh, uh, triggered a law that does not allow them to strike. Yeah, that's what I'm. Uh, well, and they and they basically came with a temporary solution that I know that the railroad union begrudgingly had to agree to in order to hopefully come back to the table and address some of the issues that you're talking about because the rail workers are there's not like a they're on call twenty four seven so there's never uh-huh. I mean imagine just never being able to relax even you know even firefighters who have uh, sort of a, in Chicago have a schedule I believe it and, and please feel free to correct me folks uh, forty eight on 48 off kind of a thing and look if there's a massive emergency they'll you know they'll be called up but for the most part they get to relax and railroad workers do not have that kind of luxury it's literally a luxury to just go i'm not gonna get called today i mean that's a it's a continuous suspension of relaxation just 24 7 
And I know that you and your listeners will be shocked, shocked to hear that a big corporation moves into uh, the, and owns the railroads, and uh, they don't care. They laid off 40% of the, of, the, of the labor force, and they figured, well, what we can do is just schedule these guys until they drop. And, uh, you know, we're cool. We still make our bonuses. So, um, yeah, so the initial uh, agreement was uh, gave a raise to the workers, and that's nice. And they all said that's super, but that's not the problem. It would be like, you know, you're, you have no heat in your apartment, and your landlord says, well, I can cut your, I can cut your rent. And you're going, no, but I'm, I'm cold. Right. Uh, uh, the, so the railroad workers. So I'm just saying that, you know— here, here it's a, the, the, the Railway Labor Act was passed in 1926, which was one of the very first labor laws in the nation. At that point, most of the railroads already had been unionized, some all the way back to the mid-19th century. The structure was therefore set up to regulate labor negotiations between unions and management rather than overseeing uh, oversee organizing campaigns for new unions and additional members. Uh, and because of that law, to your point about Democrats and Republicans, well, and, and the House was able to vote to impose unpopular contracts on four or rail unions whose members have already rejected the terms. So right, yeah. And I'm not saying. Listen, you know, a railroad strike would have been horrible. It would have been almost catastrophic because over 30 percent of stuff that's moved in the United States now is moved by rail. Right. So you think there's supply chain problems now? This would have exacerbated those. Um, it would have, uh, it, you know, with the inflation, it would have made prices go up because of, you know, supplies going down. It would have been bad, but that's what strikes are supposed to do. They're supposed to make us pay a price and go, oh, wait a minute. These group of people are really being, you know, being screwed by, by, their, by the management. And now it's affecting us, right? That's that's kind of the – that was like right. – when I went down to Springfield, that was a thing uh, that struck me. And, and it's not the same as a labor movement or uh, union strikes and things like that. But it, it was Rauner – Governor Rauner was threatening to make cuts to all different ser- sorts of services across the state unless he got – actually, it does reflect on the unions because he wanted to make Illinois a right-to-work state. He wanted to bust the unions, diminish their bargaining power, and he wanted to do it by making the kids suffer. Like, if you don't do this, then the kids and the seniors are going to get it, right? And, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. No, but that's, but that's really what they were doing. And, and they were very blatant about it. And, uh, and, and, and it's, if it had been, you know, if you really need to make, if he really needed to make cuts, there's so many other places that you can, you know, that everyone will hurt, right? Like, if he could do that with uh, road work, and all of a sudden, all the road work shuts down, we're not making improvements, or other kinds of services that would affect every single person. But instead, they went with children and seniors. And so, like, he was trying to do, like, a backwards sort of a strike, I guess. I don't know what... But to your yeah, no, you, re- yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, to your point, it would have been, if the unions had... If the railroad unions had struck, it would have been... It would have shut down, according to this article, about 30% of the nation's freight shipments. And we do, as you mentioned, yeah. rely on moving food and, and automobiles and ga- all kinds of things. On our railways, uh, everything, and and it would have yeah. and it would have also resulted in a spike of prices. We would have all felt it, and I don't know if people would have been mad at the railroad workers or if they would have thought, "Hey, give them what they want." And is it you know that's, that's the thing? 
And they weren't, again, they're not asking, they weren't asking for like, you know, we want a 300% raise. They weren't asking for anything crazy other than, can I please have time to take my kid to the doctor? Can I please have time where, uh, you know, if I get sick unexpectedly, because most people don't schedule their sicknesses. I know this comes as a surprise to management. Uh, But what they aren't able to do if you work for the railroads is if you take time off, you come down with COVID. Uh, you and it's not scheduled. You get you get nailed for that. You don't get paid. Period. And it's just uh, it, it's it's a bad it's a bad situation, and it needs to be rectified. And I was sorry that um, that you know that this this White House and the Democrats didn't see fit to side with labor on this one. I disagreed with their decision. I agree with I agree with you on that, and I don't know uh, if they're going to be able to uh, make any sort of advancement on this. Uh, yeah. No, it's, why, it's, why? What's the impetus to, there's to not, if you yeah. own? Yeah. yeah, if you own Southern Pacific, why? You've yeah. just been told by the powers that be that allegedly are on the side of the labor unions that they just say, "Oh, not the hell with them. You guys just keep doing what you're doing. We're Jake with that." Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to air guns. That's the sign for air guns. <laughs> that, that is all right. <laughs> we are hanging out with uh, Scott Santos, political cartoonist for the uh, for, for several outlets. But um, you can catch him in Chicagoland area uh, in Chicago Tribune, as well as uh, the Dallas Morning News and online. And you've got a, a lot of different uh, avenues of expression, whether it's right on the air. You, tell us a little bit about some of the work that you do where people can find your work. Well, I, okay, my work is you can go to uh, gocomics.com slash Scott Stantis, one word, or gocomics.com slash Prickly City, which is the comic strip I do, uh, political comic strip. Uh, like uh, Patty mentioned, you can go to chicagotribune.com slash opinion, see a gallery of the work I do there. Go to dallasmorningnews.com sl- or actually, I'm sorry, dallasnews.com slash opinion and see the work I do for them there. Um, uh, boy, where else can you go? I mean, I also do a <laughs> podcast called DMZ America Podcast with my good friend Ted Rawl. Uh, if you, I'm sure a mem- number of the listeners know his work. Um, and uh, yeah, and I'm also just starting a project called Center Clip, which is kind of cool. We should probably get you involved if you can, Patty. Um, it's essentially a 30 second to, to five minute podcast. They're very, you know, they you can post to this thing. You can get feeds from some of your favorite people. We're getting some pretty high-profile people to uh, participate and uh, it's it's a it's an app and it's very it's pretty cool uh, and i really enjoy doing it it's fun when something happens you can jump in right away and, and comment oh excellent because i i do a uh, when I, I i don't know if i've told you about this virtual comedy show i've been doing since pretty early in the pandemic i want to say august of 2020 i just do a three-minute segment called the patty melt so that would work for me I think I could do less than thir- three minutes. Oh well, let me um, yeah, let me yeah, catch you guys. That'd be lovely. Uh, you'd be you'd be you'd be great. I mean, and, and like I said, you can do it on your phone. You can do it while you're driving or walking, or don't do it while you're walking, especially if you're me, because then it sounds like you're you know, <laughs> puffing, huffing, exactly. And puffing. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like an old style dirty phone call. Yeah. <laughs> especially if it's cold outside too. I find that that takes my breath away uh, when it's kind of uh, chilly out. Uh, I want to get you a little bit of. Uh, I got to. I got to get a little bit to uh, a little bit of housekeeping here and uh, remind folks that you can call anytime seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight to join the conversation. We've got Dave on hold. Uh, we'll get to his call as soon as I take a break here. And for those of you who are starting to lose a signal or you're like, well, where else can I listen? You can li- you can hear the show on Heartland Signal, WCPT820.com. You can also watch the 
live stream on our Facebook page. Go to WCPT's Facebook page and watch right there. You can see my lovely Happy Holiday hat that my husband got for me last year. Uh, we also want to remind everybody we are giving away $50 gift cards to Gindo's Spice of Life. So What? I know. I, gotta, I have to send you some of this sauce. Scott, I'm and listeners, oh God, I'm, I'm yes. obsessed. I'm so obsessed with the sauce. Uh, you know what? Today, just sauce. That's all you have to do is uh, text sauce to seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight for your chance to win a fifty dollar gift card to Gindo's Spice of Life. And with that in mind, I also want to thank our friends from Camp Kupagani. They're our sponsor for our tech screen. Uh, Camp Kupagani is a summer's a child summer of empowerment, challenge, and fun. Go to multiculturalcamp.com for more information. And I've got, there's so much more. But wait, there's more, Scott. Uh, for folks uh, who know... Really? I, tell I, me more. Absolutely. I have... Uh, I, I'm obsessed with something else. Uh, there are these... And look, Scott, this is something that could help you in Alabama, too. They're tights. Now, bear with me. Men can wear these, too, as, like, as kind of like long johns but and like footy. Like, it's like wearing footies with like long johns, and the, the but the feet are like like socks. So instead of having sort of that nylon spandexy material at your feet where you kind of slide around in your shoes and your boots, it's like a sock and they're very cozy and very oh. and very fun to wear and they've got other items available as well. If you if you type in WCPT15 for online orders placed at bootights.com, you can get a WCPT driving at home discount there. And I also want to thank all of our sponsors of course, Kirk Bankstead, uh, really a, uh, a tireless uh, CEO and the champion of of progressive values in Wisconsin and everywhere. Manaqua Brewing. Uh, and by the way, if you're watching on Facebook Live, you can see all of the great uh, beer choices and choice seltzer. We had uh, Carmen uh, Navarro Jercone yesterday. We fell in love with that one. And she's trying to figure out a way to get them at Binnie's, but that's another story. We also want to thank our friends uh, at Kids Above All. Uh, Senator, we have to check in with Senator Dan Katowski. You haven't talked to Katowski in a while, have you, Scott? I don't think you guys have had a chance to connect lately. No? Oh, I think I lost oh, No, we have not. No. no. I'm just mute. I just, I was, it's, it's all right. Okay, uh, kids, kids Above All, you can go to kidsaboveall.org and help them this, through the season and beyond. Go to kidsaboveall.org. And, of course, Warren, thank you so much, European and U.S. Car Service, our sponsor for our traffic. Let's take a break here and continue our conversation with the one and only Scott Stantis. More in a moment as we drive it home until Woo-hoo. 7. It's really cold out there. Be careful, everyone. Because facts matter. You're listening to WCPT 820. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Manaqua Brewing Company, and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of every can of Choice Hard Seltzer you buy goes to reproductive rights organizations in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer this summer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Now available at Dino's Cardinal Liquors in Gurney, Illinois, and Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park, as well as in Chicago at Jarvis Square Tavern, Rogers Park, and Garfield's Beverage Express Wicker Park. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. You are listening to Driving It Home with me, Patty Vasquez, and my co-host. Are you good for hanging out for a while, Scott? I'm going to make you co-host for the, sure. for the show. Sure. Good? <laughs> it's cold out there. What the hell else am I going to do? <laughs> well, I have to tell you, by the way, that uh, last time you were on, I think we continued to get phone calls about our conversation for three days. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> So it was fantastic. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you more about that a little bit later. So it was. It was all good. People love you, and uh, but also uh, they get fired 
up. How's that? They get they it's, good. Good. <laughs> they get fired up. Uh, let's see what Dave what Dave's got to say. Dave in Hoffman Estates. How are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm good. Hey, Patty. Hey, Scott. Uh, before hey, I go to what I was going to talk to Patty about, Scott, on the scenario about you know with these railroad workers, you know, if they, having to say the guy had COVID and couldn't get time off for the sick day. Now, if he infected a coworker with it, would he lose his job? Because when I was working, oh, it's a great got question. Sick because you knowingly came to work sick. It was a company rule. Really, be fired. But it's kind of a double-edged sword. We didn't have those sick days either where I worked at. Really? Where was that? It was it uh, in the DuPage County. At, wow. And, oh, that's yeah. That's and it was a union nice. shop, but it was it was a very weak union. It was a name. For 41 years, I belonged with this thing. You know, you had to be in a union to work, but eh, that's here and there. But I, I will say, don't you guys, don't you guys think that right now is a unique moment for folks? You know, I was, uh, uh, you know, I scroll sometimes through Twitter, and there'll be something that jumps out at me, and the idea that this, uh, you know, nobody wants to work anymore, or is it that people are tired of being explo- exploited? Because uh, I've thought about it, you know, we for for decades, if not centuries, we've had this attitude of like, well, I had to go through that crap, you know, deal with it or my day, you know, all this stuff. And it's like the the kind of emotional abuse I went to, whether it was in retail or office work. And we're at this moment where people can kind of call their shots and, you know, with unemployment at a low. I'm not saying call their shots, but have a better bargaining position, whether you're, you're in a union or not picking jobs that you might like better. I'm not saying it's easy everywhere, but there are Places where it might be opportunity, an opportunity to do better. What do you guys think? Here, Dave. First. Oh, I, uh, let me go with Dave first. Oh, Dave Sorry. first. Go ahead, okay. Dave. Well, it's hard to say it wasn't there when I was working. <laughs> that all started about a year or so after I re- retired. Right. So, what do you think, I, Scott? You know, oh, I, it, it, it kind of angers when I see these people that, you know, some of them are looking for a handout, and when these people are begging for people to work. Right. You know, either you've got a record or. Why you're not getting a job is beyond me, you know. So I don't know. I, I've gotten very callous to that, you know, seeing some of these people. That, I mean, there are these signs looking for help all over the place, you know. What do you think, Scott? Uh, well, I'm a great believer that people should treat each other with di- dignity and, and manners. And, you know, a friend of mine, Mike Thompson, who you've had on your show in a previous, um, you know. You used to WGN. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, on WGM. But Mike, Mike was a cartoonist for USA Today, and when he finally he finally took the buyout, and we both talked about the um, the PTSD you experience because newspaper in yes. particular, you know, it always had the uh, Jonah Jameson, you know, go you know, go get the go get the story or you're fired kind of you know kind of thing, right? It was always um, kind of abuse was sort of like part of the culture. In hindsight, that Patty, yes. that sucks. Yes, I mean it. And it wasn't. It's not exclusive to newspaper. It's all over the place. I have so, no idea what you're talking you, about. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? What's funny too is like uh, I'm, I'm not. I've just totally lost my train of thought. But uh, going back, to, that's a PTSD kicking in again, Patty. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> No, but a quiet quitting, you know, all, especially yes. on conservative talk radio. I mean, they're going crazy. All oh, these kids today just don't know how good about, about quiet quitting. You know, what quiet quitting is it's doing your job. You know, I mean, it, that that really is all this means. And employers have got to the point where they felt they could abuse you and overuse you. And, you know, we lay off 10 people and now you're the guy or, or person who has to take over. And that 
again, that's horse hockey. That's just it's Ooh. abusive. And and so we're finally to the point where I and I think the younger generation is I, I, I couldn't I, I couldn't say they're more right. We're not going to take this anymore. Yes. We're not going to be abused anymore. Yes. You know, and, and because the market, as Dave points out, the market is, is you know, you can go find another job. Well, yeah. what? If you're an abusive jerk of a manager, mm-hmm. well, I can tell you to go to hell and I can go find a like job someplace else. And, and I believe me, I wish I had, it was something I had wanted to do when I was at WGN. I mean, I knew that the, uh, it's just, it was so bad. Uh, you know, the, the, the sort of uh, marginalizing me and, uh, and it was it was too much. I mean, you know how stressful it was. Um, and it's a little bit different, I think, when we talk about those arenas, whether it's in uh, journalism and broadcasting, because the availability is, you know, there's so many people that want to do that, right? It's entertainment or it's kind of this, you know, this lifelong dream. And we look, sure. looking as a barista, like, sure, some people love doing that, but it's it's a it's a way to pay the. It's just I can't I can't put it articulated as well as I would like to right now, but. It's like stand-up comedy too. There were we were a diamond, we're a diamond dozen in stand-up, right? But that's why I create my own work now by producing my own shows because I was tired of being a piece of meat, and and I feel like I have I have more of a lug, I guess the luxury of choosing what I want to do because I have the comfort of a full-time job. I'm stable here. I have more, you know, I, I just have a better bandwidth in order to create because when I was at WGN, I didn't have that. It was all just trauma-informed, really. Anyway. Yeah, and I, and we're not alone. I mean, yes, we were in competitive entertainment industry, which tends to be cutthroat, right? I mean, you uh, newspapering is not dissimilar from broadcasting, which is not, I have to believe, not dissimilar from uh, the comedy clubs and the, and the uh, comedy uh, circuit. But you know what? I mean, I hope that we're now entering an era where employers are learning that they can't be abusive. Yes. Period. Right. You just can't. I mean, you shouldn't be anyway. Why Why would you want to be that way in your life? I never understood that. I mean, I really don't. Um, I, you know, I've never been in a position, I've rarely been in a position of management. And when I have, I tried to be a nice guy, you know, and tried to be understanding and supportive. And But the other part of this, Patty, is that they find that when the employee feels valued that's way more important to them than money at some point yes. you know, money's good i can vouch I for that money. yes yes <laughs> but uh, you know i pay my rent with money um but they find that money only goes so far in terms of reward but if you take the time as an employer uh to go to the employee and say you're doing a great job you did a great job today um thank you and we value what you're doing i mean you can put, you can couch it in any kind of language you want I had a boss at the Chicago Tribune. Jerry Kern was the editor of the paper. And he, every few months, he'd stick his head in. And he said some of the, I mean, he says, you know, Scott, you know, at the time I've been the editor, one of the smartest decisions I ever did was hire you. Oh, see? That's fantastic. I'm, I'm smiling right now. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, it cost him literally 10 seconds of his life. Even if he didn't mean it. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he didn't mean it, it's still... It just made me feel like a million bucks. And that's yeah. the kind of work environment that 
it just makes sense. It's practical. It's just practical management. Yeah, I'll tell you, Dave. When I was at the other station, I was at WGN. Like the 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 invitations to have a meeting to go over what happened my last show uh, started almost immediately after I started and I began hosting. And at some point, it became every single day for a while. And then it would be sitting down and listening to my show. And you know, when you said this, and we're not, you know, I would get phone calls about certain segments and. And Scott will tell you certain segments got eliminated because we were laughing too much. We were having li- Lady B. I'm not kidding you, Scott. Do you know that that's what Todd told me was that uh, we were laughing. No. We were having too much fun with what's in the box, right? And that was <laughs> it was too much laughing. <laughs> and, and I mean, like that was one of the, my best segments. I mean, people anyway. So uh, and and I and I still have. I can't seem to get rid of. Well, I kind of keep it as a reminder of how traumatized I was at WGN. Uh, I still have, we got to, it was every single Thursday, we would listen back my show, and I talked to other hosts at WGN. Guess how many other hosts had to do that? Zero, zilch, nada. But if you're the one that reports sexual harassment and abuse, you know, then they want to make sure that you stay quiet and feel threatened. And so that was, and I, you know how many, do you want to know how many meetings I've had here at WCPT about content or, hey, we're not really thrilled with what you said? Zero, nada, zilch. Woo-hoo! Not one time. So I, I love this well, job. You yeah. know how workplace bullying, and you should probably have Mike on, on real quick. I'll, Dave, I'll, I'll shut up in a second. But one thing about workplace bullying that's fascinating is, Patty, they don't go after the weakest. You know, like in schoolyards when they always go after the weakest kid, right? Um, in, in workplace bullying, they go towards the most popular person or the most successful in the office. And it's usually driven by one person, and it becomes a culture of abuse. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. My, it's my, fascinating. My overnight ratings, uh, and while it was overnight, it's a different sampling of a listenership, 15. I hit a 15 share on the overnights. You were the number one in that monster, time slot. And that, monster numbers, and yeah. When they, and when they said... Okay, I'm trying not to curse here. I'm trying real hard not to curse here. Really hard. But when they hit you with that and they hit me with that, when I'd be there for another show or whatever, they say, yep. well, yeah, but it's a nighttime oh. I go, It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. She's number one in the three, third largest city in America. The only show, by the way, you had at the time that was number one or even close to number one. Most of their other shows couldn't even smell the number one yeah. slot. Patty, yeah. yeah, but so that's that explains why you were in the crosshairs almost immediately. Well, remember, they would even uh, control, they wanted to control who I had on. Remember, that was a whole battle. My The last year I was there was having you on. My co-host, remember this? She was like, why is why is Scott on the schedule all of a sudden? I was not aware that uh, Scott was going to be on the show. We don't need to go into names, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you remember that? That was a oh, whole, yes. oh, oh, that yeah. was a whole battle. Anyway, Dave, I'm sorry, we, we've uh, we've invited you to the conversation and yeah, left you there. No, I, I, I'll Real quick, and just others I got to get through is that you know, they, I, in some ways, I wish there would have been like it is now before I left. But uh, yeah, like I our know. people, our people, they were more reactive than proactive. And then you like if you had sessions, you know, rarely, but when you had them and you brought up stuff, you know, they first tried to come out real for it. And by the end of it, they got all reactive and defensive on you, you know, and it's always was the, the union guy's fault, you know, never them. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So anyway, it's a character builder out there, Patty. You guys. So. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. I, you know what? Sometimes you you need to know how terrible things can be to know how great they can be. I just didn't need six years of crap. I didn't need six years of stress and anxiety and, to, and abuse. Anyway, I have to play. Yeah. You know, I have to play the um, 
the Rolling Stones song out of time every time. So. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Anyway, let me get off. I got to right. get off. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a wonderful holiday yeah, weekend. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, Dave. Okay. Happy holidays, All my right. friend. All right, let's God take a you, let's take a break here. We're gonna get caught up on traffic, and uh, we've got another call on on hold. We got Matt and a couple texts I want to get to as well. Uh, don't forget to text Sauce to WCPT. That's seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. And we're going with Sauce today because that is their uh, the, the one of their lines of sauces: empathy, community, and selfless love. It's their students av- student advocates for underserved children everywhere. So go to guindos.com and look for their wonderful uh, line of sauces that help children because uh, every child deserves the right to a safe home environment, quality education, and equal opportunity. Let's uh, take a break here and get the traffic in just a moment on WCPT 820. We're driving it home till 7 with our great friend Scott Stantis. This is WCPT 820 where you can hear the Stephanie Miller Show every weekday 8 to 11 a.m. because facts matter. This is WCPT 820. Listen in Chicago on 820 AM or stream us live on WCPT820.com. The TuneIn Radio app or tell Alexa or Google to play WCPT. WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk where facts matter. Hold on a second. I wanted to do something fun here. Where is... Oh, here it is. Stand by. Good morning, and welcome to your AccuWeather update. We've got several inches of frozen precipitation on the ground, and it's still coming down. That's right, it's snowing. Coming up, a complete list of school closings right after this. Coming to you on an icy road. There's no school. No, they're all closed. And when you wake up, you get rolling. It's good packing, and it's still snowing. Make a snowman. I'm a snowman. Build a snowman. If you're watching the uh, Facebook live stream, one, Scott is also watching. Uh, You might have seen me dancing in my chair and then get the uh, wires from my headphones uh, completely wrapped up in the wheels of the chair. So I'm going to stop doing that. Uh, Scott Santos joins us, political cartoonist for the Chicago Tribune and the Dallas Morning News, as well as outlets all over the country. And uh, you can go, wait, the, uh, oh, I keep forgetting the name of the website. I got to write these things down, Scott. What's the uh, website that folks can find more of your work on? Uh, go to gocomics.com. You can see my work there or go to uh, DMZ America podcast with uh, I co-host with Ted Rawl or try Center Clip. Which uh, is uh, it's really cool. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get Patty in there because it'd like be great for for a uh, for a Patty mount. Uh, let me yes. just let me read before I get to Matt, who's on hold. And thank you for holding on, Matt. I got a couple of texts I want to read. Uh, Hi, WCPT. It's been a little over three years that I've been listening to your radio broadcasting station when I can throughout the day. The topics. Are- are quite interesting. What I like most is that the listening audience is invited to respond by calling or texting. Uh, I found the station by accident while changing radio stations. So okay, folks, I'm going to need you to help us because I, <laughs> 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 thank you for finding us by accident. I need for folks to, that should be a contest. Like how many of you just found us by accident? Because that's not, I want to, I don't, we've got to find a way to let people know that we're here. Uh, I, that's really, a lot of folks tell me, like, I'm still getting messages. I was wondering where you went. I'm like, I've been here for over a year. So we've got to find a way to, 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 uh, 
get the word out a little bit, Scott. Um, let's see. We also have another text uh, that was about at WGN. Hold on a second. Let me see. Sauce. A lot of people texting in sauce. Oh, this was about when we were laughing too much during uh, that game we used to play called What's in the Box. God forbid you entertain people and make them laugh. Uh, Sounds like a little like Fast Times at Ridgemont High with Judge Reinhold's character. I can't remember. Was was he the pizza delivery guy? I've seen it like years and years and years ago, so I can't really remember. But uh, I can't either. Yeah, but uh, I'll have to figure out the reference. But thank you for that. Um, yeah, uh, for folks who are wondering what's in the box, uh, what that game was, and I think Matt, <laughs> hold on a second, I know Matt was a if, if, if it's the Matt, I'm thinking it is. Hey, Matt, is it the Matt, I think? Hi, Matt. Yeah, hi, Patty. I love listening to you broadcast from the Allstate Showcase <laughs> studio on the corner of 7th and Heaven, according to Rokan. <laughs> go. As long as we're talking about WGN, that is. Yes. Um, it, 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 yes. Now, uh, do you remember what's... I mean, a- by the way, if anybody's looking for Rokan to show back up, all you have to do is get arrested because he now works for the Sheriff's Department of Illinois. Yeah. And you can hear him talk on the radio. So just, just get arrested <laughs> and you'll listen to Rokan again. Yeah. How weird was that, Scott, that Rokan was hired by the, the Cook County Sheriff's Department? He has, oh, he, wait. I'm sorry. Wait, you I have not this? heard this. Oh, yeah. I don't know this. Oh, oh my yeah. God. He was hired. Hold on a second. Let me get the exact wording. This is a while ago. Uh, Feeder wrote this. So it was before he it was like long before he retired. But it, it, I mean, like Rokan is a, a gun carrying member of the Cook County Sheriff's Department. Uh, I believe it was for his carjacking. Wasn't it? Matt, do you remember? I think it was for the, the carjacking commission or committee. Or, uh, let me see. One second. I think so, which did a lot of good because I got carjacked in 2018. But Did oh, you well, really? Oh, oh, my God. Man. Oh, I never told you this. Oh, yeah. No, I was in uh, the edge of, northern edge of Logan Square, and I had a car at the time that you had to put the key in the ignition to charge the fob. Otherwise, you could just keep it in your pocket. And, like, the one time I put the key in the ignition to charge it, but I just keeping it in my pocket, uh, I got a car no. me and I, yeah, I got a whole picture and all nine yards. Uh, yeah. uh, thank you for reminding me about this. And, Ro, God bless you. I, I, there's, you know, I, I, I'm sure when I got fired, uh, you had kind things to say about me. <laughs> I don't think that was true. Um, I don't think he said anything bad on the air either. But uh, but he there's a I have to send you this article. Hold on a second, because he's I I mean I knew he carried a gun, but like this is him in like full like SWAT gear or something like with the the vest really? and the radio and the whole kit and caboodle. There's an article in Chicago Magazine by Mike Thomas uh, that he is. Uh, hold on a second. Former radio host Ro Khan now tracks the city's auto theft epi- auto theft epidemic as part of a police task force. Yes. Wait, is this a job job? I mean, is this a... Th- it's a it was a job job. Yeah. It's a... Huh. Yeah. So there you go. Huh. <laughs> well... <laughs> we're all, uh, we're all stupefied. Hey, look. Hey, look. Thomas Pongo goes to MTV. Uh, Patty goes to WCPT. And Ro becomes a cop. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I mean, like... Uh, well, look. Hey, a comic became president of Ukraine. So anything can happen. I'm, we, we should not... I'm just, you know... Just saying, anything. President Patty. President, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Uh, after yesterday's show, uh, Carmen Navarro Jacone and I, uh, we basically let everybody know we're going on full blast. When you run, run for office, it's a game of addition, meaning you don't want to burn all the bridges. And I'm like, if that bridge was stable enough, I would have left it alone. But it deserved to be burned. So we're not. <laughs> uh, I walk around with kerosene everywhere I go. Folks in the neighborhood will attest to that. <laughs> go ahead, Matt. Now, I, as long as we're on the topic, uh, Judy Pilak, if you happen to be listening, we miss you. 
Please come back to radio. Uh, I, I think she uh, works with, uh, uh, she does Gary Myers podcast, by the way. Oh, she does? Yeah. Okay. Well, hey. I'm pretty I sure. Hear, I, I, get to hear, I get to hear the pilot or the goodbye girl. Wait, wait. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm confusing. I'm confusing radio personalities. Judy Pilak, who was at WG and then went to WLS. I'm sorry. Sorry, Judy. Sorry, Judy. Um, who's the the shorter one, really conservative, that went to work with uh, Gary Meyer? She used to do traffic at WGN. Why am I having this conversation? Uh, who is it? Leslie Kiling. The what? No, Le- Leslie Kiling. Sorry. Oh, Leslie! Oh my God, I haven't heard her I, name. And- she's on the Gary. Sorry, I'm sorry, Judy. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm. Uh, I was not expecting to have this conversation. I'm and I'm misremembering people altogether. So yes, Judy was the goodbye girl. Uh, is the goodbye girl, and uh, she left WLS. I'm not sure why. I, I don't. It was there was no explanation. But you know, I would have loved for there to be no explanation as to why I left. <laughs> That's always better. Yeah. yeah apparently, yes. she retired. She got her. Yes. She got her face on the Walk of Fame and then retired. Which so good for her. Did you see where those the Walk of Fame ended up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, God bless so yeah, many I nice, know. talented people, but. Yeah. It, uh, Go ahead, Patty. Tell them where it is. Their plaques. Well, their plaques all ended up like where the signal is from, like this field out in the middle. I can't remember if it's like Wheeling or Wheaton or Elmhurst or El- like somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. It looked like a graveyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Many of them, have, I believe, have retrieved their plaques uh, so they could do with them what they want. But yes, when uh, the Tribune Tower was sold, the Walk of Fame was dismantled and sent out to the uh, the broadcast tower for WGN. Boy, what an honor. <laughs> you worked for us well, for 47 years. You're going to Wheeling. Yes, or whatever it was. And you're the rest of eternity. Yeah, um, so before I let you go. Uh, I <laughs> In closing. Say, no, good. Merry, no uh, I just wanted to say Merry Christmas. I hope you have a fantastic holiday. But before I go, I have to ask, and I missed it because I had to get out of the car yesterday, and I don't know if you talked about it. Why did Declan call why did Declan what? Griffin called in the middle of the show. Oh, Griffin. Your Griffin. Griffin. My, oh, Griffin called. Griffin called. Uh, yeah. It, you know what's funny about that is, like, sometimes I, it hurts my feelings a little bit when my friends are, like, trying to get a hold of me during the show. I'm like, I'm on the air. Like, I'm literally doing something you could listen to. <laughs> right? And it kind of hurts my feelings. But I don't take it. I try yeah. to take it personally. I let it go. Uh, but when my own son calls <laughs> in the middle of my show, he was calling to see because he, he had gotten to the Jefferson Park Blue Line and wanted to write to see if he could get a ride home. Um, at five thirty. Oh, wait, wait, wait! He called you on the air? Not, not to the station. He called my 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 personal phone. And I oh, I w- thought it would have been funnier if he called the station. It would have been very funny if he called the station. No, he called my personal phone, and I answered it. I was ready to take the call. Uh, there was one day when I forgot to put something on the porch for a neighbor, and uh, I called Griffin during the show um, because there are no rules, obviously, on my show. <laughs> this is where Mark Pence is like, maybe <laughs> we should have a meeting. <laughs> The station manager, yeah. Um, no, so he called to get a ride home because it was cold and snowy yesterday, Matt. That was why. I'm sorry, I should have... Yeah. Oh, well, I hope he got home okay. He did. Anyway, yes. uh, everybody, please have a good merry holiday. Uh, whatever you celebrate, best of this, if that's a thing for you. And uh, just enjoy the weekend because come Monday, it's all going to start all over again. They oh, yeah. The weekend off of Christmas, and then it starts all over again. And Ken, I hope you have another turkey. Merry <laughs> Christmas, everyone. Now I have to explain booger eating Ken to Scott. Have I mentioned booger eating Ken to you yet, Scott? Oh goodness, no, that, <laughs> no, no. And Matt, by the way, happy, merry, happy, uh, happy New Year, happy, to you Mary, as well, happy merryness. 
Yes. Thank you, thank Matt. You. you as well. Thank you. Thank joy. you. Joy. Joy, joy, Um, So, uh, let me, two things. Let me go with a booger eating Ken first. So, uh, we got a phone call weeks ago uh, from a listener who called to say that, I think I told you this, that um, this is a Judeo-Christian country and that immigrants are taking, you know, replacing white people. And, you know, sure. and then, you know, they fly their Mexican flags all over the place. And I happen to often wear a shirt that has a Mexican flag in various forms. And I said, so you, it, people can see me. So he knows that I wear it. And uh, he's like, you, you know, I said, I'm just proud of where my my ancestors and my mother is from. And he's like, well, you should be proud of where you are, as though those two things are exclusive. I you also, can do both. Yes, I can. I also have a, I have a Chicago flag purse. And I anyway, um, but, it, but it struck me with all the crazy things that he was saying and really kind of disgusting things uh, that he reminded me of a kid from kindergarten who and I can't use this word on the, on the air because it was a really hurtful uh, slang slur for a certain ethnicity, which was inaccurate anyway. But uh, but this kid, Brian, when I was older, I realized that kid used to pick his nose and eat his boogers. And, and, he, oh, he, and he was calling me racist names in kindergarten. So we've started calling Ken uh, booger eating Ken. Yes. That's just because he reminds me. I wonder, if, I wonder me. if he's. I want. I wonder if he's still called that. I, I don't. Well, I don't know about Brian from from grade school. But oh, by the way, Scott, I don't think I've told the audience this enough times. Griffin is joining us tomorrow for uh, my show. Yes. So hopefully he'll be listening uh, then. <laughs> does he know this? Yes, he does. Because Elliot's <laughs> going to be on. Me, Elliot, and Griffin will be on filling in for Edward. Oh my Eid- God. Yeah, for Edward Eidreth, and we're going to uh, talk about the Bible and politics. And uh, if you want to join our conversation, you can jump in too. We now that we know the clean feed, you can join us if you. I know. I like this. This sounds good. Yeah. It's, it'll be his first okay. time on the air with me. I've wanted to have him on the air since he was younger. And he was more enthusiastic about it when I started 12 years ago and he was only t- nine or eight. <laughs> no, yeah. you have, did you have him on when he was eight or nine or ten? Uh, I think I had him in studio once at WGN, but I don't. I think we were visiting somebody else. Just so, I think we were visiting uh, Steve Cochran. My good friend Steve Cochran was uh, broadcasting in the morning. I don't know if we put him on the air at all. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I thought it'd be fun. Um, by the way, and I don't know if this is still holds up. I apologize, Don, uh, from Bridgeport. I know you called yesterday. I wanted to wish your son, Sean, a merry, merry Christmas. I don't know if you guys are, are listening right now, but uh, I want to wish him a merry Christmas. Scott, can you uh, hang on with me? Because I got to, to take a break and come back. I can do that. Excellent. I have the technology. Wouldn't it be weird if I took a break and didn't come back? That would be very strange. Just like just <laughs> ghosted in the middle of the show. We just are gone. Just gone. We're hanging out with Scott Santos, political cartoonist for the Chicago Tribune. You can also catch his work in the Dallas Morning News, and you can go to a comic. Ah, I gotta write it down, Scott. Go comics. Go comics. Go comics. Like, go, go comics. Go comics. We'll get the rest of his uh, locations. We're not. Current locations, but, but you know what I mean. Places you can find. It's disclosed. I'm here with Dick Cheney. That's, oh dear. <laughs> More no, after Dick, this. Dick, put the gun down. Oh dear. No. And no, Dick. Way, everybody can. Uh, <laughs> can we just isolate that? That sounds dirty. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, it's not any dirtier than a a. a, 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 a commercial for the controller of the state of Illinois. Uh, 773-763-9278 is the number to call. And you can also text us. Uh, text, by the way, SAUCE to 773-763-9278 for your chance to win a $50 gift card from Gindo's Spice of Life. Uh, go to Gindo's.com for all their great products. More in, a moment. More in a moment was the word I wanted to say. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. Yeah. 
got run over by a hybrid Walking through the Whole Foods parking lot Dang, he said that engine sure is quiet And that turned out to be his final thought The driver did not see him coming Till through the windshield Grandpa sailed She said at first she thought what hit her Was just a giant flying cursing bag of kale (laughs) Soon the whole town was a Twitter With a cautionary tale Speculating in a whisper Should the driver or the car be sent to jail? Grandpa got run over by a hybrid Walking through the Whole Foods parking lot Dang, he said that engine sure is quiet As he dropped three jugs of soy milk that he just bought uh, Grandpa got run over by a hybrid by Bradley Tassel and Steve Goody and Mirna. That's all, again. That's Steve Goody and Brad Tassel. By the way, Scott, uh, that uh, was written by Pam Belford, and so they and the music is by Randy Brooks. Uh, Steve Goody and Bradley Tassel uh, worked in collaboration with Randy Brooks. So I just want folks to know that they uh, they they have the rights to that to use that music. So it's kind of exciting. They, usually people Very do parodies. Yeah. That's funny. I have a hybrid, and my friends complain because they say, well, you can't hear it coming. What kind of hybrid do you have? I didn't know you had a hybrid. I didn't even know you drew, yeah. drove. What? Because you never drove here. You didn't. Uh, you took the. Oh, we didn't have a car in Chicago. Yes. No. Why? That, that would be madness. Why what? would you do that when you have the L and buses and feet? <laughs> what? Uh, true. What? Uh, what kind of car do you drive? I have a Toyota Camry. Oh, hybrid, and, uh, we just got it because we uh, we thought you know uh, well, we really weren't that concerned with the environment. Well, my wife is, but you know me. Stop! <laughs> uh, <laughs> stop! <laughs> but we got it because you know gas prices are not going to be as low as they are now, and so we just it's, it was an economic move, and it's been great, by the way, just great. It's nice when you can look and you say you got fifty five miles now mile to the gallon last tank. Cool. Uh, it is it is fun to read that too, I agree. But the, well, that's is, right. You have a hybrid. Don't I you? have a Toyota I Prius. I have a Prius and yes. a Rav. Yep, I have a 2010 Prius and a 18 Rav. Love both How's of my. Ten working. Great. Still holding up. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I was I was telling my husband that uh, I hadn't been able to drive for a while, and I was driving yesterday. And I told me I, I forgot how much I really love driving that car. Uh, I bought it from uh, Warren Price, so it was very exciting. Oh, I, before I forget, um, I I want to remind folks: not only does Steve Goody do all the parody music on this show, uh, he will be in studio on Monday. We'll have live no! music. Yes, Woo-hoo! yes, he will be in studio on uh, Monday. Monday, everyone go to stevegoody.com. And uh, he was going to come today, and uh, I was going to, we had to introduce you guys kind of virtually, Scott. And uh, But it's a little chilly here. It's a, I, I read a post by someone that said they went to the grocery store and they couldn't even make it from their car to the door of the store. They had to go back to their car to get warm again. That's how cold it was uh, in Chicago today. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, oh, so, it's, I mean, this isn't, I know. What's the wind chill? Because it's negative one degree below zero, which hold, is, hold on. Not, La- last I saw, it was negative thirty. So I'm guessing with the sun. Holy with, Mary! Yeah. So oh yeah. I'm guessing okay. with less, okay. with a sun. Not that it was sunny at all today. It's uh, three degrees. It says right now it's neg- It feels like negative sixteen. That feels like it's not true, but uh, it was at negative thirty <laughs> at some point today. Uh, I can remember a few years back waiting on the L 
platform mm. when it was about that temperature. Yeah, that was unpleasant. Yeah, it's it it it's, it feels personal. It feels like <laughs> the planet is just trying to like you, you don't belong here anymore. You need to go. It just it feels targeted. It feels isolated to you personally. Like your lungs feel like you're just I, I've completely uh, iced everything. All every organ has been just iced over. Yes, it feels nasty. Uh, we are hanging yes. out with Scott Stantis, the political cartoonist for the Chicago Tribune and the Dallas Morning News. You can find him at gocomics.com. Did I get it this time? You did. Excellent. Very good. Appreciate that. We'll get all, all the other places you can find him in just a moment. We've got to get to news and traffic and weather updates. Uh, hang on. And I've got to actually uh, work out a detail with you, Scott, about something else when we come back. And we've got calls. Uh, we've got okay. Eduardo and Brian on hold. Don't forget to text SAUCE to 773-763-9278 for your chance to win a $50 gift card from Gindo's Spice of Life. More in a moment. You're listening to WCPT 820, because facts matter. So you think you've heard them all, every Christmas song, every Yuletide carol that has ever come along, that's not quite true. We present one more to you. Reported for work on the 24th night of December. Mendel had come all the way from New York, clutching an overnight letter, saying Dasher was sick and a desperate Saint Nick needed somebody healthy instead. But Santa didn't hire Mendel, he took a reindeer named Fred. Mendel, 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 Mendel. Mendel, 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 Mendel. What do you know about Christmas anyway? What do you know? Oy vey. Mendel said, Santa Claus, why'd you reject me so blatantly, anti-Semitically? But Santa said, Mendel, that's simply not true. Just look around here, we're all Jewish too. <laughs> you know Herschel and Harry and Larry and Tavia. Lenny and Izzy and Yankel and Edna. Jewish reindeer, one and all, each one of them is. They just changed their Hebrew names to make it in showbiz. <laughs> Scott, have you, did you know about Mendel the reindeer? <laughs> I did not. Again, another uh, piece of artistry. Uh, some holiday music from Brad Lee Tassel and Steve Goody from their Merry Convectionist <laughs> special. <laughs> They're very fun. Uh, before we uh, talk about the topic that you brought up uh, uh, offline, Scott, let me just get to a couple calls. Um, and would love to talk about the, uh, the back and forth as far as how many people have left Illinois and why and what the Tribune wrote about, what Illinois policy wants to say. And, of course, it's going to be a little different. Uh, apparently, they're following Ken Griffin to Florida. Hey, Eduardo, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going? Uh, Feliz Navidad. Merry Feliz Christmas. Navidad, Happy mi amigo. Everybody. Thank you. Yes. Everybody run those uh, run that water at night because uh, you don't want those frozen pipes. Yeah, no kidding. I, I don't know what the... Yeah. I should really find out. That. Well, thank you for the for the reminder. What's in your mind? Yeah. Well, I wonder... Uh, well, just a little bit on that. I mean, uh, I have a family member who's 
definitely wants to kind of like head out of state. But, uh, you know, I work for a corporation and they have a mileage cap. And so I'm restricted to Wisconsin and Indiana. Oh, for, <laughs> for residency? Right. Yeah, work. Well, as far as work. Gotcha. Um, so we're yeah. so we're kind of so, talking we're kind of backdooring this because uh, because Scott had messaged me to to possibly talk about the story that hit yesterday that 104,000 was 104,000 Illinoisans Scott yeah. uh, there yes. was so there was a back and forth there was initially a higher number and then the census said they adjusted it to a much lower number and it takes into account uh, people who have moved and deaths and uh, and and other issues like that and and now they're saying it's actually 104 they've raised it back up that uh, you know Idaho I believe it was Idaho, South Carolina, and Florida are those the three states that are getting some yeah, of the Illinois? Yeah, yeah. Florida was number one, and then yeah, Idaho because you know because potatoes. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> let's go with potatoes. potatoes. They're getting, they're getting. Excuse me, interrupt. They're yeah. getting outbidded by the uh, the big earners. You know, California's got you know some pretty uh, rich people. Uh, yeah, but so but they, actually. They, they would, Actually, the, there's more of an exodus out of New York. We're, th- we're behind New York and California as far as our population loss. Right, right. And yep. it's because I, I have to believe it's part of the reason is that if, if you're leaving Chicago, you're leaving because uh, there's a myriad of reasons. But I imagine cost is a big, a big factor there. I, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, some of it is crime. Uh, some of it is high taxes. Because I listen to uh, everybody down the dial and. That's some of the things they bring up. Like, oh, yeah, I'm out of here because of the crime and because of the uh, real estate taxes. So that's that's what they say. Right. Exactly. Right. I think that real estate taxes has, has had a, a really a, a significant impact on uh, people wanting to say, go ahead, Scott, what do you want to say? Oh, no, that's absolutely true. But I also I mean, think about this. By the way, just just to be clear, and I, I, you know, I, uh, the, the numbers, the uh, census, this is uh, from the Census Bureau. And. Um, but the, I'm, let me quote real quick a news story. says, but a bureau spokesperson said both sets of numbers. Uh, yeah, you notice that uh, J.B. Pritzker was not in front of a microphone crowing about these numbers. But earlier they'd said uh, the numbers were considerably lower. They adjusted it upwards. Anyway, to finish the quote, um, the sets of numbers should be viewed with caution. The May figures came with a margin of error, she said, while the figure released Thursday are not an actual count, but estimates based on third-party data from the IRS, Medicare, and Keepers of Vital Statistics. So just so, you know, right. like you said, this, this number could change as well. But, right. but if, it's, if it's true, if it holds, Patty, think about this. The, in the span of one year, the city of Peoria, which has a population roughly 110, it's 113,000, stood up and walked out. Wow. Well, look, the other thing is, uh, and even in this article in the Tribune, there's a there's a couple that cites the weather, right? The, or the guy that moved to Los Angeles, and it's like, he said, it's nice to walk outside in the sunshine. I, I don't know what the number is going to be, even if it's, you know, 5%, 10%. That's a factor to take into consideration, which, I, you know, this is not for this is not for the weak-hearted here in Illinois, <laughs> this weather. No, it really isn't. Yeah. And frankly, it's also the other part of it is, I mean, every other day we're, lately, we're hearing about corrupt politicians. And it's just, you know, for a place that's taxed as, as heavily as Illinoisans are relative to other states, um, you know, it, it's frustrating. It's super frustrating when you have, you know, like I said, every it seemed like, especially over the last few months, doesn't it, that there have been a handful of, mm-hmm. of uh, 
of elected officials who have uh, you know decided that they deserve more than they were getting. And, that, and, it's, and, yeah. and it's interesting you say that because, you know, yesterday I had Carmen Navarro Chacon on who ran for Cook County Sheriff. And, uh, you know, the, those are just the stories like Burke and Arroyos and a lot of the other folks who've been indicted and, uh, you know, whether it's Madigan uh, and the investigations that are ongoing in other areas. Um, those are just the stories that we know about, right? And so, you know, when it comes to the 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 power brokering that goes on that we never know about uh, for the most part. And, and like, if I say something, it's, you know, I'm accused of having sour grapes, but really it's that I'm not going to take, I'm not going to put up with this anymore and pretend like it wasn't happening. Uh, and it's just p- part of the bigger story. Uh, but Carmen was was contacted by a, uh, a sitting legislator who didn't like what she had posted, right? And was like, basically... Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And I was just like, what? I mean, you know, there's intimidation, there our deals. I remember, you know, when I ran, uh, when I was trying to run after I got fired, you know, Senator Martwick, uh, who's now a senator at the time was a rep, um, you know, and he had been at the station with me when I got in trouble that night. And, you know, he was like, well, you, you don't need to run for office. You know, now you can get a million dollar uh, settlement with WGN because, you know, the sexual, sexual harassment and, you know, all this stuff. Um, the day after I was fired, he called me and uh, I was under the covers and trying to figure out my whole life. And, I, and he's like, how's it going, Patty? And I was like, uh, you know, just uh, trying not to freak out. He goes, well, I'm about to make it a lot worse. And he, oh, uh, oh, oh. yeah, I never told you the story. He goes, uh, because he was, you know, he had decided he wanted to get the appointment for a state senator. And he he accused me of making backroom deals so that another, the other candidate, Tim Hennigan, the committeeman, would get the appointment. uh, Because he goes, you want to run against him because you think he's easier to beat. And I was like, sir, if I knew where the backrooms were, maybe we're having this conversation. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say, you think you'd be a whole lot better at it. (laughs) You know? <laughs> Are you making a backroom deal? I'm like, okay, I mean, thinks that does protest too much. You have the guy from the back room is opening the door, going, "Hey, Patty, are you doing? I'm not even in there." Yeah. So anyway, how dare you, Patty? So yes, the corruption I think is uh, uh, the cynicism towards it as well. Uh, it's all part of it, but it's and it's and it's sad to watch because I mean, yeah. I obviously love Chicago, but I mean, I have to believe downstate is suffering. All of the Midwest. I mean, if I, I think I told you recently, Janine and I, my wife and I, took a trip, a long a long road trip, and we went through the Midwest and went through a lot of Rust Belt places. And oh my God, places are really, really suffering in this countries that aren't Chicago or lucky enough yes. to be, say, Houston or Dallas or uh, you know or Miami. I mean, they're just they are the the Rust Belt is is hurting badly. And that's and that's really and, and not just that, but people who are moving to Florida, whether it's the weather or you know, I was reading this thing about how crazy their insurance rates are for homeowners. Uh, you know, some of the rates yeah. doubling or, or up going up by thousands. Uh, and people want to leave their you know they get there and they're like, wait a minute, this isn't what I I, I thought I was signing up for. But hold on, let me just uh, Eduardo, uh, what are your plans for the holidays? Well, I'm going to have a dinner here with the family. Uh, and I'm going to go and brave the cold weather tomorrow because everything will be cold on Sunday. Yeah. Everything's... Yeah. Just, just uh, whenever you get a chance, Petty uh, and John can also do this on the show. Uh, I haven't heard too much about Haiti, but it's kind of overrun and it's pretty much controlled by street gangs. Maybe you guys can... Get get somebody little, out to talk uh, about it? Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of been under the radar. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. A friend of mine, if you listen to the DMZ America podcast, um, my friend Ted Rawl has brought this up over and over again. And uh, frankly, he 
points out that you know the suffering in Haiti has been, is over the is, is just over the top. It's crazy how much those people are suffering now, uh, and yet we all see f- videos of um, Ukrainians. Now, what's the difference visually? Oh, I see what you're saying. Brown Ukraine, people, right? In Haiti, yeah, you have brown people of color who are suffering, and we don't seem to really care a hell of a lot about that. Um, and don't you, know, and you can't say, well, we just don't like to get involved in such things. America has gotten involved in Haiti since the the, the slave uprisings there. I mean, you know, we've, we <laughs> we get involved there. This is one of those instances, Eduardo. You're absolutely right, and, and Patty would be great if you could get someone who knows more about it than I do. But I, we have to shift our attention to that, and because it's a humanitarian disgrace yes. happening in our own in our own hemisphere. Thank you for. I really appreciate that, Eduardo. Right. Thank just, you very much. Yeah, thank you yeah, so much. Everyone. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Uh, just a quick uh, a quick search. I find that there was just in November alone there were two hundred homicides, the highest on record. Uh, the twelve hundred cases of kidnappings this year. Uh, the rate of rape, the sexual violence by gang members to intimidate and subjugate entire communities. The brutality of this violence has become a badge of notoriety for per- perpetrators. Uh, and and again, another place where the history we have had such a uh, a negative impact on the direction of the population being able to be independent and have uh, and have stability Uh, and we never want to take responsibility that because we had a president partly because we have attitudes like our former president who just call it crap hole countries and i'm using the uh, fcc appropriate word for that um but you know like you said exactly to your point that uh it's he always mentioned that or people like him uh always use that in reference to places where it's people of color yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, and I guess it, the, for the previous administration is probably looking for, you know, the next wife. I, I, that's. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> let's uh, let's take a break here. We'll continue that conversation. Oh, I need a programming note with you, uh, Scott. Will you do me a favor? You, are you really in for the night? Are you good for a little? Uh, so I, are you good to hear till seven? Is that is that okay with Janine? Sure. Why you sure? Not? Sure. But well, you say sure. Why not? But then I have to ask you for another half hour on whiskey and a cookie. <laughs> Cause we, I'm only going to go to okay, seven. Yeah. I'm only going to go to seven thirty tonight. I know Ez and Adam will be there, folks, if you want to join that conversation. Scott and I, well, we're splitting whiskey and a cookie right down the middle. Uh, Ez and, and Adam will be on for sure at 6.30 and then Scott and I will join them at 7 o'clock. I haven't heard back from Elliot yet, so we'll see what's going on there. But uh, this is the first time I've had the programming meeting for Whiskey and Cookie on the air. <laughs> so I appreciate that. I promise we'll be done at 7.30 because I'm going to stay in the studio or in the station and get that done. Alright, so we'll continue our conversation when we come back on WCPT. So, see, look, that was my calendar notice for uh, Whiskey and Cookie starts in 10 minutes. <laughs> so many things happening at once. <laughs> More after this on Driving It Home with me and Scott. Till 7 on WCPT 820. You're listening to the Heartland Signal. Text SAUCE to 773-763-9278 for your chance to win a gift card from Gindo's Spice of Life. Chicago's Progressive Talk. WCPT 820, where facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at A&S Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand and Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. 
I've, I lost my screen there. I was going to push another button for holiday music, but we'll get to it later because we're on the air with Scott Stantis. Let's not waste another moment because uh, we've got listeners that want to uh, continue joining the conversation. Scott, I think this goes back to our first hour conversation. Brian is calling from Joliet. Hi, Brian. Here's my friend Scott. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing okay. I uh, hope you're both doing well this evening. And, uh, doing great. Thank uh, you. And... Uh, well, I, my main uh, points I wanted to make on unionism, but uh, you were mentioning people leaving the state of Illinois. Uh, my uh, view of that is uh, um, buy and don't shut the door. <laughs> there, there you go. The, the state, a woman who is going to die or is victim of rape or incest can have an abortion legally. Mm, good, excellent point. I mean, there, I don't know if you saw this story, Scott, um, Brian. Maybe you have about uh, students who are considering what colleges they want to go to because they don't want to be someplace where they're in a situation where they don't have access to the full range of healthcare. I, Scott, did you see this story of this woman in Idaho? She was documenting she had a miscarriage, and the hospital refused to give her a, 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 an abortion, basically to retrieve the, the corpse of the fetus because they weren't sure if that was going to violate the state laws. So she's basically carrying this corpse that can then, you know, poison her body, make it hard for her to make hard if ever to have a baby again. And that's the road we're we're going towards. So that's that's an interesting point there, Brian. Thank you. Hey, I I was going to speak a little bit on union. Okay. Hey, have a minute. Sure. Hello. Can I go? Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's uh, wonderful developments uh, uh, in the area. You know, Reagan uh, broke the unions, and we see they're making a comeback now, uh, especially amongst the younger people. We hear of more unions, more strikes. I think it's a wonderful development. Uh, what developments? Uh, because, uh, you know, uh, corporate America, you know, uh, wouldn't uh, pay their workers a uh, quarter if they didn't have to. And all real change comes from the bottom up. And if I may, real quick, uh, two documentaries. Last Labor Day, PBS didn't even bother to show them, but WTTW has them, and uh, PBS Lakeshore has them. Last Labor Day, I guess they're playing hide-and-go-seek with them or something. But uh, one is on Haymarket, which took place. That's on unionism. That took place in Chicago. And the other on Eugene V. Debs. Both, and then one song, Which Side Are You On by Pete Seeger on unionism. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thanks, Brian. You're well, welcome. To see that one. Day. You too. You. Happy holidays. Eugene Debs is a, is a fascinating American character. Um, ran for president several times on the Socialist Workers Party. Um, uh, he actually was imprisoned for sedition and ran for president and was nominated by his party. And one of the best campaign buttons of of all time is vote for convict number and it had his, his number his prison number on the button it was oh wow. awesome i did not know that <laughs> yes e- eugene debs interesting thank you for that uh let's get to jim as well hold on there and then there hey jim what's on your mind my friend this is a worse habit than the horses patty calling this radio station <laughs> anyway anyway i was gonna say the manhattan was bought with what 24 dollars worth of beads and uh trinkets for the indians which is a pretty good deal for the Dutch when they bought the place. But if you go back to the 70s in New York City, it was a nuthouse. Uh, Times Square was so ridden with uh, X-rated films and prostitutes and murder was sky high, which they were going to go bankrupt. Lindsay was the mayor. 
And they were within 48 hours of going completely bankrupt, the whole city. But yet, fast forward 50 years or whatever it is, 50 years now, you can't buy a, a, a shaft in there for less than $10 million. And L.A. is another example. I worked in L.A. when I was a kid. I used to work at Hollywood Park. I lived in some rough neighborhoods there. And uh, mm-hmm. they went berserk. Their real estate went berserk. So my point being that things go down. What goes up must come down. And what goes down must come up. That's all. Anybody wants to leave Illinois, I'm with, I'm with uh, Brian. Bon <laughs> uh, voyage. That's all I have to say to him. Anyway, Merry <laughs> Christmas to you and your guest. Thank, Thank you. Take care. Thank you so much. Have a great holiday, Jim. Uh, yeah, I, and, and not not you, Scott. We're not saying that uh, Bon voyage and don't let the door hit you on the way out. Um, there were a lot of factors involved in, in uh, you leaving the state of Illinois. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, and even the people in that article in the Tribune, there's a, one guy that says he wishes Chicago well and loves his city and thinks that the uh, image of it being a crime-ridden town is, uh, uh, you know, is overblown, uh, you know, and, and it, it's hard to say that. I mean, I don't know if I want to get into this conversation about a shooting that happened in my community not too long ago, just in the last two weeks. Oh, sure. um, I don't know if you saw this, but it was caught on, uh, like, cameras from across the street and just a cold-blooded killing. Uh, it started as a fight in a bar uh, during a birthday party, and uh, when, did you see this story it was absolutely yeah. horrifying yeah um you know and that's uh, it, it, and this was somebody who had been incarcerated previously you know it, it's uh we live in a massive city on top of each other with a lot of stressors economic stressors density you know everything from traffic and pollution to uh just being too darn close to each other and, and you know and some of it i often think about what i wish we could teach kids starting as young as preschool and kindergarten are a few things, conflict resolution and meditation in whatever form, like just self-awareness of like, why am I feeling angry? Why am I feeling jealous? You know, identifying emotions, I think would go a long way, not just in a big city like Chicago, but, you know, teaching acceptance. Uh, you know, there's this great TikTok video of this this third grade teacher who talks about, you know, how, what we don't do in our classroom, which is if you don't like somebody, that's okay, but we are not allowed to make everybody else not like them too, right? Like tell everybody bad things about that person, spreading rumors and lies and making them a target, like just things like that. But we don't learn. I don't remember ever learning. Con- not once have I ever le- was I taught conflict resolution. And I think a lot of people in my life would be like, yeah, that's obvious. But still, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, yeah, I, um, and it's just another yeah, layer. But look at the, but look at the culture in general in the, in the United States right now. Um, <clears throat> it's angry. Yeah. It's it's violent. It's pissed off. Yep. And so you know, how, you, and none of this happens in a vacuum. It's it's going to permeate every other part of the of the culture. So yeah, I I couldn't agree more. That how do you deal with you know how do you deal with conflict? Um, obviously, uh, guns can only help the situation because mm. you know, Patty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I got. I got to start whisking a cookie. Wait, where's uh, where as an Adam? Oh, I got to message them. Hold on. I have to get this started before I go to traffic because once I start traffic, I can't do anything else. 
Um, hold on a second. Let me tell them that Do you the, need me to help? No, no, no. I just need to message them and tell them that the room is open so they can get there. Uh, the room is open. Zoom is open. Hold on a second. We're opening whiskey and a, co- a whiskey and a cookie, and I'm just waiting uh, for them to get there so I can start it. And then uh, we'll Scott and I will join them at 7 o'clock. Scott, do you need me to send you uh, a link uh, today? Yes, please. It's so funny. And it, it, it's interesting because once in a while um, – Elliot will need it as well, and I, I don't. Uh, uh, I don't. You can just go to the last email I sent you, and the link is the same. You know that, right? Is it the same? It's the exact no, same. I Every, don't know that. I've never created a new one. No, it's been the same. The same link. So, in case you don't get it, um, that's what the. Um, let's see. Oh, the six three zero. I have to stall for a minute until they get into the room. Um, the six three zero says uh, Brazil is is awful and worse than Chicago. They have the the most automatic weapons, and I mean automatic. I can't do uh, anything else. Uh, we're going to be in the twilight zone. Um, but, but I mean, the access to guns like that does uh, just amplify the ability to cause as much harm as quickly as possible, don't you think? Well, yeah. You, I mean, obviously. I mean, we, you get into an argument, and if you get into a fist fight, that's bad. It hurts, especially sure. if you're not good at it. Um, but the chances are, are good that you won't be right. fatally injured. Uh, but, you know, with a gun, the chances are significantly more, obviously. So, you know, that's the reason, I, you know, I get into – I'm a road rager. I tend to scream at cars uh, when I'm driving. But now I keep my fingers to myself. <laughs> try not to. And uh, because you don't know what's what's in the car next to you anymore. Um, and and oh. frankly, as I get older, I also realize that road rage is stupid and, you know, nobody's doing this to me on purpose. They're just – Idiots driving cars. Hold on one second. I, uh, they are. By the way, I, oh, well, I, yeah. hey, uh, uh, Adam, I have to be host again. Can you make me host again on uh, on this? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing a weird. Hi, this Elliot. is scintillating radio. Yes, I know. Hey, Elliot, uh, I'm live on the air with Scott Stantis, so he won't be joining you for a few minutes. But let me. I just have okay. to do, yeah, one second. Let me do live on Facebook and then send you guys off there. I'm multitasking, everybody, and I still have to get the traffic. <laughs> second. Let's do this. Uh, let's do that, and we're going to Facebook live everybody i have to do this while i'm, I'm on the air so not, there's not radio silence blah blah there's that okay now i can turn it over to adam and make him host i'll see you guys at seven o'clock um hold on. the, the only it. thing more scintillating would be if you were looking up something on google is, hold on i'm going to google that all right Welcome, everybody. <laughs> right okay here we go let me get Go to traffic. Stand by for more really fascinating radio while I do a Facebook Live at the same time. Scintillating. Scintillating. All right. Stand by, everybody. Listen to the Tom Hartman Radio Program every weekday from 11 to 2 right here on WCPT 820, where facts matter. Because facts matter. You are listening to WCPT 820. Okay, I think I've uh, screwed up this screen a little, Scott. I don't know if I have access to the music anymore. Let me see. Finish? How about this? One second. Let's see what happens. I don't know. What's the worst that can happen? Uh, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was one time when I completely lost the screen. Uh, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Lady B, I think I broke the station. Oh, wait, here it is. Oh, I, f- I really did mess up one of the songs, though. Not found. Why isn't what? I, okay, yeah, I did. I did. I broke this. I broke the board again. Hold on a second. <laughs> you broke the internet. Hold on a second. Let me. Nope, that's not going to work. Uh, fi, why does it say finish? Yep, I messed something up. I'll, uh, uh, see what happens when they when array. 
Nope, that's not my stuff. Mm-mm. Screwed it up, Lady B. <laughs> Wait, what happens if I hit stop all? That's bad, right? If I don't hit stop. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish you'd go back online. Lady B, Lady B just, uh, I have like everybody else's <laughs> stuff on here. I have like, uh, what does this one do? Cole, what's it? Wait, let's see what this does. Hold on. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, I don't know what happened. Nervous breakdown. What's 19th nervous breakdown? That's Never mind, let's not do that one. This is a joke. I, yeah, I messed something up. Hold on. Array. Yeah, Lady B's like... This is why we can't have nice radio stations. Did you ever... Like, I used to have... Remember when I had that box at WGN where it was like all sound effects? Were you there the night that I was oh, just yeah. like playing with all the sounds? <laughs> Oh, I would, whenever I would guest fill in, I would just, i play with it. Heck, it was great. Yeah, it was fun. I don't think, yeah, I did something wrong here, Lady B. Sorry, everybody. So uh, the folks on Whiskey to Cookie were talking about, uh, as was talking about some uh, movie where it's just people projectile vomiting. And then I asked, for some reason, I asked, did anyone ever see the movie? The uh, there was a, When I was a kid, there was a compilation, uh, several compilation videos called Faces of Death. Did you ever ever come across this this? Very weird uh, yeah, phenomenon. And, would not, yeah, it was in the eighties or something like that. It was crazy. Yeah, it was very strange times. I don't know why we did things like that. Uh, that's not that's not we holiday. That's not it's not festive. What I'm talking about right now. No, this really is. It really really is not. What are your the plans for the holidays? Many faces of death. Yes. of Christmas. <laughs> Next on Hallmark, because we've run out of ideas. Sorry, everyone. Oh, my gosh. Okay, can I can I admit to something that my husband's like, go ahead and say it, Patty. I uh, I, I do oh I have in the background, I, I do watch or listen to corny holiday movies. No. I know. I know. And not like the classics. Uh, I don't have the, because we watch the classics together. But I have, uh, not, not necessarily Hallmark, but uh, there's one on, there's one on Netflix called Holiday, which I kind of like. It has uh, Emma Roberts. Oh, my God. I know. Oh okay. uh, uh, holiday. It's uh, the premise is that uh, the single woman is tired of her family giving her a hard time about being single, and then she runs into a guy who also struggles with having to like be in relationships at the holidays. So they have a deal. Well, they'll be each other's date through the holidays, and of course, hilarity ensues, and uh, and hijinks, and and, uh, and, all, and a finger gets cut off, which I thought was really a little bit much because he's a golfer, and they don't make a big enough of a deal about the fact that he's a golf pro who's lost his finger, and like that would be the. End. I mean, I don't know if it will be the end of your career. Anyway, that I don't know. I got locked onto that. I also like the movie uh, A Castle for Christmas, starring uh, Brooke Shields and uh, Carrie Elwes. It's also one of my favorites. Oh, that, that's just mark of excellence right there. Yes, I really enjoy Tell it. Tell me more. I, well, he uses, he, as much as I love Carrie, he uh, has kind of a horrible Scottish accent in it. Uh, Drew Barrymore <laughs> makes a uh, cameo uh, with her own talk show as the uh, the premise on that. I like with that one. With a Scottish accent also? No, not with a Scottish accent. Uh, but Brooke Shields plays a descendant of a, a Scottish... Uh, workman who worked at this mansion anyway at a castle it's it's a whole thing that's where the castle is she goes to visit her dad's uh the place he used to work at and then she decides to purchase it as you do as one does you go to scotland you, sure. buy, you buy a castle why Why wouldn't you why wouldn't yeah I, yes heck yeah <laughs> uh, no, steve, my, oh, my, steve wants Denise me to, watches those too well steve wants me to remind folks that the movie holiday does not uh not nice language uh it is a little raunchier than the hallmark version that's probably why i like it more um there's, I, I can't give you any of the lines. There's one line that I absolutely love. <laughs> I can't. You can't clean it up? I know. Uh, I can't. I, I don't think. I, I mean, like, there's not a single dirty word in it, but the premise is extremely raunchy. So I can't. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, this this guy does not. See, this woman, he's only going to tell it anyway. I'm trying you? to figure out. I'm, I'm going to work towards the cleanest way to put it. But he. Oh, uh, ought to be interesting. Yes, the romantic male romantic lead. The, his frustrating scene is that uh, he has slept with this woman twice, and uh, his the woman he's at that point with invites him to the holidays with her family. Which, by the way, already you shouldn't go if you've only. If you're in a casual relationship, probably holidays with the family is a bad idea, right? Uh, only, well, o- only he doesn't bring her a gift, and uh, and he basically his premise is like we don't know each other that well. For me to buy you a present, we're not like you know we're not a couple. And she says basically that she has pleased him twice orally, and he can't buy her a gift. How's that? I think I got there. I think I. I think you, I. You got there. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I worked. Yeah, I got there. Anyway, so that's the level of raunch. <laughs> Just a little, was, I really love the, the way she delivers the line. is really good. <laughs> so that's so. I think that people should know. Sometimes my baseline humor is twelve-year-old boy. Just so we're clear. <laughs> yes, I've discovered that. Steve you. just, Steve just, uh, uh, <laughs> he just texted no. Like basically, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess he's on delay and wasn't sure how I was going to arrive there gracefully. So mm. I think I did it with a certain amount of panache. You did that very well. You know, you know, I got reprimanded. We were talking about uh, former places where we used to do things mm-hmm. at WGN. And I guest hosted the late, late, late slot, the 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. slot. Bubala's slot. Yeah. Right. So so from 2 to 3, you, you've got, uh, you know, restaurant people going home. You've got an audience, right? Sure. 4 to 5, you have an audience because you've got baristas mm-hmm. and it, donut makers and all and so there's still people three to three i mean four to five i mean three to four there's no one listening okay you can be safe it's safe to say virtually no one is listening to the radio and so i thought well let's have some fun here and um i I had my producer contact a a woman she was actually turns out to be the daughter of one of the founders of second city uh, a great guest but she also runs a sex toy shop and we, I mean, she brought one was a um, uh, uh, a you know, sex toy that was um, uh, activated by noise. And okay. I put it against the microphone, of course, <laughs> and went, "Hello there, <laughs> how and you that doing?" Was bad? <laughs> Wait, I got I got reprimanded and uh, I got called by the station manager and uh, oh, he's such program. a wuss. I mean, well, like, and, uh, yeah. And so this is a family, you know, we really, this is a family radio station. Patty, it was 3 a.m. in the morning. If a child is up listening to WGN radio, then that child has more problems than me talking about sex toys, you know? Yeah. Well, it's funny. I just got a t- I just got a text from somebody asking if I was uh, high or drunk. Uh, no, I, it's it's a little bit different because I'm just hanging out. It's the holidays. We're not doing the heavy stuff right now for the last half hour. Yeah. And uh, and Scott and I uh, had what was it six years of a variety of conversations. When I came into that station, I made it very clear what I wanted to do. This is a different show. This is it t- tends to be more uh, topics in the news, and once in a while, I'll diverge from that and and talk about other issues. It's obviously progressive talk. Uh, But part of progressive talk to me when I was at WGN was talking about sexuality. And and I have often, for my entire career, uh, since I started doing stand-up in 1995, felt that we should be able to talk about sexuality and about our bodies because our bodies are fun and amazing and you should laugh about it once in a while. And when I started at WGN, it was always, from the very first night, it was always comedy and politics, sexuality, 
Eating and drinking. Yeah. That was and, yes. and music, and that was always the the concept. I, I never diver, diverged from that, uh, and so their surprise after six years that that's what the show was. Uh, it, it's hysterical. My first show was uh, it was Senator Dan Kotowski and uh, Representative uh, Patty Belloc, who was a Republican. So I, because it was WGN, I decided I would do you know for the entire audience. Uh, so I had both of them, but I also had the producers of the Cat House, which is a Bordello in Las Vegas, and so I talked to them about the show and how they got well. State legislature Bordello, yeah, that that ties Street. together. And and I had Manny's. I had a uh, 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 Benny and, and uh, Max's uh, the the great uh, deli out in uh, Northbrook. I Max and Benny's. Max and Benny's deli. I had our friend John Sobel bring. He brought a tray of cookies Ooh. and food, and yeah. So I yeah. never I never uh, lied about how I was going to do the show. Once in a while, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a left turn, as it were, into some of that comedy or some of that conversation. And we never explained on the air yet, Scott, what what's in the box was. Um, so I, <laughs> in my stand-up, I was writing about the fact that women give very extensive reviews about adult toys. And I was fascinated. And a friend of mine and I, Charles Turk, thought it would be a great book for men to read about what women like and don't like when it comes to those items is a sort of a disclosure as to what women like physically, right? That was that was where the concept for what's in the box came from, Scott. What, we were going to do that, and then Charles okay. was like, "What if we did like uh, th- like dramatic readings of those reviews?" And I went to Todd Manley with it, and it was Todd's idea to do a game of it, which was we would read the reviews with in whatever fashion, and but we would read reviews and, and of also appliances. So it would be either an adult toy or an appliance, <laughs> and. Uh, and, it was great. And listeners had to guess which it was. Not specifically like what kind of toy or what kind of appliance, just like it heats up too fast. You know, is that an, atel- an appliance or an adult toy? And and, and by the way... It the, starts making ground, grinding noises. Exactly. Yeah. Too loud, wakes up my family, like that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> wakes up my family every morning. Right, right now. Right? It was, it was a blast. <laughs> and it was, in, in essence, it was it was somebody else's idea. We collaborated. And it was a listener who created the name of the, sh- the game, which, uh, which what, what's in the box, uh, because I talked about how I had to be very careful if I had something delivered. I had to make sure I opened the box because I wasn't sure if it was going to be uh, an action figure or an action toy. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> action figure or an action figure? Exactly. Yeah. So that was uh, that was. So I've never lied about that. I just don't. I don't uh, often have the um, room here because there's so much going on in the news, and our focus has been on the elections in November. Speaking of which, uh, coming up, you know, Scott, what are your thoughts on the mayoral campaigns uh, that you're watching? I know that you also do cartoons about our city politics. Well, it's fascinating to watch. I, I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I, Lori Lightfoot, the incumbent mayor, is in trouble. And um, I don't think she's done a very good job, quite frankly. And, and this is coming from someone who sat on the editorial board of the Chicago Tribune. And we pu- I pushed. I was one of the people who pushed to endorse her, and we did, um, against uh, Tony Preckwinkle. And um, so – I'm deeply disappointed, but I'm also, I got to tell you, deeply disappointed. I haven't found a candidate, an alternative that I like a lot. Um, Mm. Chewy, I think, uh, is going to be a formidable candidate. He's got money. He's got name recognition. Um, You know, whether or not he can. Do you remember how I used to draw him? He used to drive you crazy. 
um, back in the day. This was many years, four years ago, of course. But Chuyat, because he really didn't stand when he ran in the runoff against uh, Rom Emanuel, and um, uh, Chuyat just didn't really stand for anything. So I just drew him as a blank, as an empty suit with a mustache floating in midair, which was fun to drop. Um, but now I think obviously he's got even more seasoning, being a congressman. Um, there are other candidates who I don't know well. I hope to get to know them better as the campaign progresses. I mean, what do you think? I think it's a I, – I go back and forth. I don't think I'm going to have any favorites in this race. I, I like some of the candidates. I just – one – and I try to explain this to anybody who runs for office is it, it's one thing to like somebody, right? Um it's one thing to appreciate their their take on things, their approach to uh, you know their policy and what they plan as a as 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 a leader, right? It's another when it comes to viability, and what I mean by that is your ability to last the race, be a true contender. And look, Lori Lightfoot was polling at two point seven percent. Do you remember this three weeks before the election in February of twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen? And uh and it was and that by the way, it goes back to the the big bump she got from this bizarre uh performance by by Robert Martwick, who showed up at her press conference to ambush her about some bill he had dropped, some stupid bill that was completely contradictory to his previous votes. Anyway, do you remember that? He showed up and was like yelling yeah, at her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's uh, anything could happen. But viability, I mean, like whether you're going to have the institutional support, the financial resources to really run a solid campaign, or are you somebody that's just dragging down the rest of the, the ticket of other people's opportunity and chances to perhaps be successful? And I know that everyone has the right to run. Everyone should run. But uh, and and also it's a good experience for people. It informs you as to what people need and what they want. Um, I just – the people that I like, I don't know how viable their candidacies are. But don't – yeah, I have to believe there are a number of progressive candidates who I would I thought you would find very attractive. Um, like. Yeah, I do. I, I, I like Brandon Johnson and, and Cam Buckner. I like uh, – you know, we go back and forth in my house about, about Chewy. Uh, I appreciate the work that he's done. And I know that he is uh, definitely going to be the one to beat. I'm surprised on this poll that Paul Vallis is doing so well. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, Vallis is kind of, uh, just, I'm Not shocked liar. at the, the, yeah. the, uh, the turn that he, um, the turn that he's, he has taken, uh, being much more conservative, seeming to align almost with the, uh, Illinois Policy Institute. Um, you know, I think you can have a, a, a strong can- conservative candidate run for mayor of Chicago and make a, make a serious case for, yep. um, but, uh, Paul Vallis, uh, not the guy. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not. Yeah, I. I, I know you're not. I, I like him. <laughs> I, yeah, I like him personally in many ways. I, I just am uh, concerned about some of the things he's done, including participating in far right wing uh, organization uh, conferences like Awake Illinois. Scott, I've got to. Uh, I've got to run. I'm going to send you the invite for. Uh, for. Oh, I got it. I got it. Uh, oh, you found it. I, Excellent. All right, get, get in there, and uh, I'll be there in a minute. I'm going to wound okay. down the show uh, again. Let folks know before we do that. Let folks know where they can find everything that you do uh just go to gocomics.com slash scott stantis one word or go to gocomics.com slash prickly city you can go so go to chicagotribune.com slash opinion and see a gallery of the work i do for them i've got a really gorgeous a real cartoon i'm very proud of 
that's running Sunday. It's just a nice piece of art. Uh, you can also go to Dallas News, which is the site for the Dallas Morning News. Go to Opinion and see the gallery of work I do for them. Um, I also do a, uh, a podcast with my dear friend, Ted Rawl, called DMZ America. And we one or two of those a week. And also check out Center Clip. The new app. I think you guys are – if you listen to talk radio, you're going to love this thing. So, And we're going to get Patty uh, to, uh, signed up. So there Excellent. we go. Thank you so much. All right. Jump on Whiskey and Cookie with those guys, and I'll see you in a few minutes. Love you. See you in a Love you. Bye. See you, Scott. Bye. Uh, we're going to take a break here. And, uh, folks, uh, at 7 o'clock, I'll be on Whiskey and a Cookie with Scott, Esmeralda, and Adam and Elliot in just a few moments. Let's take a break here, and I'll say good night. WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk, where facts matter. That's a wrap, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, Devil's Advocate tonight is uh, up next. Lady B, happy holidays. Have a wonderful Christmas weekend. I'll be back here tomorrow with my son Griffin and Elliot. We'll be talking about the Bible and uh, maybe a little bit of politics and how that goes together and all that. Have a great night, everybody. Be safe out there. Bye.